Welcome to the Denman Homestead Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Denman. Join me weekly to discuss topics that will help you become more self-sustainable in this ever-changing economy. Hey y'all, Happy New Year. I'm Stephanie Denman with the Denman Homestead Podcast. It's a new year, new podcast. We've got a new social media account up and running the Denman Homestead on YouTube and as well as on TikTok. So if you haven't already, I would love for you to like, follow, subscribe, comment. We really interact with all of our subscribers and it's a really fun time. So I would love to see you there on the page. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. This is episode one of 2023 and I'm really excited about it. I can't wait to have on master gardeners, a beekeeper mentor of mine, a lot of experts in the field of gardening, canning, and just general self-sustainability. So I hope you stick around. I hope you tune in. But today, one topic that I would like to talk about is HOAs and gardening. So as you'll get to know me, I'm sure you'll know or get to know that I am a real estate agent by trade. That's my job. I sell real estate. I'm a property owner myself. Me and my husband both have some rental properties. And uh, so I'm familiar with a lot of different rules and regulations as far as homes go. There's farm and ranch properties, suburban properties, inner city properties, land-only properties, also commercial properties, all sorts of properties. So being self-sustainable, a lot of that comes with wanting to take care of your family by yourself, not rely too much on anyone else or the government. And that may include having a garden. And a lot of times people find out the hard way when they move into a subdivision that they can't have a garden, even in their backyard sometimes. So first of all, let's talk about HOAs. What is an HOA or a POA? So an HOA is primarily concerned with property values and aesthetics. Basically, they are a governing body elected, kind of, they're kind of like elected officials, but they, they're a group of people, like a board, who make rules and regulations based on your subdivision or your neighborhood. Um, so before you move into a neighborhood, I would do some research on the HOA policies. A POA is sometimes in place of an HOA. A POA is primarily concerned with like education of the community in regards to like real estate planning and development and things that are coming into the community. And a lot of times a POA will be established before an HOA comes in. A POA typically happens with newer neighborhoods, like I said, before HOAs take over. HOA stands for Homeowners Association. So, and then the POA is a Property Owners Association. Property owners in a POA typically make up the board, like the, the actual owners of the of properties within the subdivision. HOA board members do not have to be made up of people who live in the subdivision. So those are some just examples of definitions anyway. So find out first and foremost is where where you're going to move to or where you're living, do they have an HOA? Not every subdivision, not every neighborhood, not every area, district that you live in 
is governed by an HOA. Some people only want to live within an HOA community because HOAs, in a sense, protect property values by rules and regulations. So you can't, your neighbor can't park his boat and RV and broke down truck and raise pigs and and do all that right next to you. You know, they have to make sure that they're, if they're in an HOA, they're going to, they pay a yearly fee to the HOA board so that their neighbor cuts their grass. They don't have broken down vehicles. Their lawn looks nice. Their house isn't painted bright pink um, because that may affect your own home value if your neighbor's house looks like maybe a circus has ran out of it. I don't know, but that's so, so some people are turned on to HOAs to protect their own property value and they want to live in a certain aesthetic. That's fine. Until it comes to what's overreach, what's overstepping. Maybe you're, maybe you are the neighbor who wants to have a garden and you see nothing wrong with having a garden, but your neighbor does not want you to have tomatoes in your front yard. They think they're ugly. So then you and your neighbor are in a tiff and then it goes back to what's called the bylaws or the deed restrictions or your CCRs, which are the covenants, conditions, and restrictions. Those are all kind of interchangeable. But so basically you need to find out what are the restrictions within your neighborhood. And I suggest you do that before you move in. But if, you've, if you're already there, you can look them up. A lot of times, even in very old established neighborhoods nowadays with the internet, everything is online. So just Google your subdivision, your neighborhood, and you should be able to pull up those documents. So what's it going to say in your HOA's deed restrictions? It's probably going to tell you that you're going to need to get permission from the board if you want to do any sort of special landscaping. You'll have to submit your plans to them and they get the final say-so. And if they say no and you do it anyway, they can fine you, they can take you to court, or they could foreclose on your property. I know being in the industry, many people who have fought the HOA and lost and over just something so small, they've had their their house taken away from them. So HOAs, they stand up in court and they even govern their rules. Well, let's just say the, the city, the city you live in says, you can have backyard chickens. We allow it in the city. You can have backyard chickens. But the subdivision or neighborhood that you reside in within the city, their specific deed restrictions say, no, you cannot have chickens. The HOA's rules will override the city's rules. So keep that in mind. Just because your city allows it does not mean that your way will allow it. So look up your deed restrictions or your CCRs. Find out what they say about landscaping. I just sold a house to my brother recently and it's in a gated community. It's a very nice neighborhood and I was shocked to learn that they're only allowed to have three types of trees. They have three types of trees they can pick from because they want the entire neighborhood to look the same. Now fortunately they can do pretty much whatever they want in their backyard so long as no one can see it from the street. So even if they wanted to put a swing set in their backyard, if, it, if it's vi- visible from the street, they have to get approval. I mean, some, some of them are very, very strict. They have to get permission if they want to paint their front door, you know. So I, I even know since it's January, I heard recently that one of my 
colleagues lives in a neighborhood where in their deed restrictions, it says you have to decorate your house for Christmas. They're known in their subdivision, their neighborhood, that every house has Christmas lights. So, I mean, can you imagine the shock if you moved into a neighborhood and maybe you weren't religious or didn't believe in Christmas or whatever, or didn't celebrate, and then you were forced to put Christmas lights on your house? Like, I don't know how they get away with it, but that's just part of the subdivision that you have to participate, and that's what they do. So it's you have to really pay attention to what's in those things before you sign on the dotted line. As a real estate agent, it's part of our job to read and research those things and, and help you. So just anyway, so find out what's allowed in the neighborhood as far as gardening goes. Know your limits. You know what? Maybe you can do a backyard garden or a side yard garden. But what if your side yard garden doesn't get enough sun? What if your front yard garden or front lawn has all the sun? So just figure out what what you can and can't do, where you can and can't plant. And let's just say that you can't have a front yard garden. My suggestion to you, and I'm not giving you any, any sort of legal advice or trying to get you in trouble by any means, but, you know, you could have the thought or the mindset of ask for, what is that? What is that saying? Ask for forgiveness, not permission. Um, I would first just get to know your neighbors, bond with your neighbors, find out what kind of people they are. What does their yard look like? I mean, are they super picky about what their lawn looks like? Are they out there with scissors manicuring their lawn or is it every month that they edge their yard? So, I mean, are they going to tattle on you? Just know that sometimes the HOA people, they do ride around in their car and they will take a picture of your faults and then they will send it to you in the mail with proof saying, excuse me, you left your trash can out a day too long. We need you to pull your trash can back in or you're going to incur a fine. So sometimes they do drive around and take pictures. So even if your neighbors are cool, you may have a really helicopter mom type HOA board and they they may get you anyway. But I would just get to know your neighbors, bond with them, tell them, hey, I'm planning on growing some tomatoes. I'll give you give you a basket full if, you, <laughs> if you're cool with it. And then force comes to worse and you get in trouble or whatever, I would just try to maybe garden. There's ways you can garden and still get away with it as far as what you plant. Like I was doing some research and one lady pulled out all of her hedge and she planted blueberry bushes for her hedge. My husband at his work, their whole hedge along the side of his building was rosemary. It grew up in like literal hedge, but it smelled amazing. So herbs are, herbs are easy to kind of mask or hide, but just look into different types of bushes and hedge that may be easy to conceal. And like I said, you could do maybe like an herb garden that's kind of small, some potted plants maybe. But yeah, I would just try to somehow incorporate them in a more incognito way if you can. And then last resort, if you're just getting fined and complaints and remove this and that, you can always make a change. I am such an advocate for 
not just talking about it, but being about it. We had some issues here locally and I went straight to Austin. I didn't pick up the phone and call my representative. I didn't write a letter. I didn't even write an email, I don't think. I started a petition, an online petition. I got over 10,000 signatures and I drove straight to Austin. I found out when my House of Representatives, when my Senate, my, my state senator was having a meeting, an open meeting, and I sat in and sat in there and I waited until they were finished and I approached the bench and I brought it to his attention of our problem that we were having in my town. And I drove all the way to him. And I was passionate about it. So I, if you're passionate enough and if it means enough to you, you can make a change. So gather your other neighbors who want to grow their own food and be more self-sustainable. Educate them. Tell, talk to them about how healthy it is, how it saves money in the long run. A lot of people are like, oh my gosh, this garden tomato I grew actually cost me $15 with soil and water and everything. But think about the gas it takes you to get to the grocery store. Think about the plastic bags and the waste to package your tomatoes. Think about all the bigger picture there of, of what it would take to get that vegetable back home and on your plate. Um, and just the rewarding feeling knowing that you grew that and maybe you document how you've grown food and you've donated it to, you've, you have too much and you give it to your neighbors and you give it to churches and you give it to shelters. Bring that to someone and tell and have them explain to you how that's not allowed. And then make it known. Just be like, okay, fine. You're not going to allow this. You're not going to help me make change. I will be sure to spread the news that you, my representative, do not want me to give food to the homeless. Thanks a lot. And then just, just wait. Wait for election. Let them know that, hey, election's coming up. You represent me. We put you in office. Okay. Ball's in your court, buddy. Because I have no qualms doing that. That's their job. So if you're passionate about it, you can make a change. A good example here in Texas, solar panels. Solar panels were one of those things where HOAs were like, no, they're an eyesore. We don't, we don't, we don't like the look of them. They're on rooftops. Solar panels had a really hard time in, in getting through HOAs. Well, in 2001, no, not 2001, 2021, sorry, just recently, Senate Bill 398 was passed. And it basically just enhanced the consumer protection for homeowners seeking to achieve energy independence. Now, it doesn't completely rule out HOAs, say, but it just basically states that HOAs can no longer unreasonably restrict homeowners from installing rooftop PV systems. So there's still some, like, what's unreasonable, right? So there's still some gray room there, but just to give you an example, it is doable to have something passed if you if you want it bad enough. There was, I think, a fight to allow some backyard chickens in Texas, and it failed. A bill was trying to be passed about backyard chickens, and I think it recently failed. But, I mean, think about it. Think about how many times people try to get marijuana passed and failed and passed and failed and passed and failed. And I think we're we're on the right track with it even being presented in the first place, those types of things. But I think growing your own food should be a right that we all have. And I mean, if you really do the research on front lawns, like lawns in general, they're really archaic. I mean, back in the day, 
everyone had their own garden. That's how you lived. Now we're, we are trained and brought up to rely on mass produced food. And we're, we are now being discouraged to grow our own. And I think that's backwards, honestly. I could, I could just go on a soapbox. The front lawn was invented by like nobility. If you had a, if you had a garden with flowers and grass, you were a noble. You were rich. You didn't, you were too above having a garden because you had other people bring you food and you, you could buy it from others. You didn't have to really grow it yourself anymore. Slaves and whatnot. Okay. So yeah, I mean, that's where lawns came from. And so we're all nobles now. I mean, that to me is just crazy. So bottom line is figure out what your rules and bylaws are. I suggest that you do whatever you can to garden in your space that you have. And if you can't, I feel like you should fight it. I feel like you should get a petition, approach your HOA board. And just remember a homeowner's association is a representative body of the neighborhood. So if enough people agree, you can always amend your deed restrictions. So there change is possible if you are up against the wall. There's always a different way that you can go about go about change. So just keep that in mind. And again, I'll just say I'm not trying to get you in trouble by any means. I am just really pushing for you to grow your own, be more self-sustainable. And if that means going to war for it, then go to war for it. I think, I think you're worth it. I think your family's worth it. You know, you to take your power back, really, just to take control of what goes in your body, what you grow, and you can do it. And definitely not legal advice. Don't want to get you any sort of legal trouble, legal battles, but try it out. See, how, see what happens. Ask for forgiveness. And uh, good luck with your HOA and POAs. And if you want me to sign your petition, your change.org online petition, whatever you decide to do, email me. Give me a shout on our social media page. Let me know what you've got going on and I will respond and I will help you out as much as I can. Just be an advocate for yourself and for your family. That's main goal. So... I will wrap it up here, and I thank you so much for joining me on my podcast, and I look forward to catching you on the next one. Y'all have a great day. God bless.